You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Friday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, I've got Cam Berry and Ryan Lavoy. We've got a fun show planned for you. Coming up on the program here today on this Friday, we'll have our birthdays in sports, a nightly TV guide. We've got some NFL previews that we're going to get to, and of course, talking college football on the eve of the season getting started. The college football season starting tomorrow. Week zero action coming your way. We have got high school football a little bit later this evening. We'll have Beauregard football right here on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Smith Station High School Panthers taking on Central Phoenix City on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. That coming up a little bit later this evening as well. Our AHSAA Radio Network scoreboard show will be on FM Talk 93.9 tonight at 10 o'clock. So a lot of football on this Friday. And with all of that being said, I'll be here for the first portion of the show and then heading off to Beauregard High School to get started with those high school football festivities. So Ryan and Cam will be with you throughout the duration of today's show. Going to be a whole lot of fun, a lot to discuss, a lot to get into. It has been a very news-heavy day for the Auburn Athletic Department as right after lunchtime, the university released a statement that Alan Green has departed as Auburn Athletics uh, athletics director after a four-and-a-half-year tenure. Notable accomplishments for sure on the Plains. A statement from Dr. Chris Roberts, the president of Auburn University. Allen arrived on the Plains with vision, passion, experience to elevate Auburn athletics to the next level. In the brief time that I worked alongside Allen as president, he has proven to be an asset to Auburn, enhancing our athletic programs and facilities, and has been dedicated to our student-athletes, to integrity, and to our university. We're grateful for his commitment and contributions to Auburn over the past four and a half years as we wish Alan, Christy, and their children all the best as they embark on a new chapter in their lives. During his tenure, students' GPA averages rose from 3.19 to 3.25. Record-breaking philanthropic support compromised the four largest gifts in athletics history, contributed to a $175 million in capital projects. He's been able to do a ton. A quote from Alan Green, the decision to step away from Auburn Athletics is not an easy one, but it is the right time for me to begin the next step in my professional journey. I am very proud of the work that we have done together to move our athletics program program forward. Christy and I want to thank the Auburn family for allowing us to be a part of something truly unique and I wish Auburn nothing but the best in the years ahead. I'm confident we leave Auburn Athletics stronger than we arrived. End quote. As President Roberts has named Auburn Athletics Chief Operating Officer Marcy Gurton as Acting Athletics Director and they will begin a nationwide search 
immediately to find his replacement. Alan Green is no longer the athletic director for the Auburn University Tigers. This news comes eight days prior to the start of the Auburn football season. So tons to get into, plain and simple, throughout today's show. Your phone calls are going to be welcome and more, but we wanted to give the news to you right out of the gates here on the top. J.J. Jackson with Cam Berry and Ryan Lavoy. Fellas, it's a Friday. I hope you're doing well. Could be doing better. I think Brian and I both agree on that. Um, yeah, I mean, just losing Alan Green, that that's kind of frustrating as a whole, but um, we'll talk more about that, uh, Sure, I'm sure, at some point during the show. But overall, um, doing pretty well uh, today. And, uh, yeah, ready to get this Friday going, uh, work some Smith Station football, and, uh, uh, yeah, ready for a great Friday. It's going to be fun. Ryan? Yeah, roller coaster day on a Friday. Uh, Auburn gets four-star wide receiver earlier in the day. Uh, very proud of that commitment, a top 200 player. Uh, had offers from all the big schools, Alabama, Florida, et cetera. Um, and that was a positive thing, and it was quickly overridden yeah. by a non-positive thing. Uh, and I won't go deep dive soapbox right now. Uh, well, there will be time for that. Uh, don't worry, Cam. We'll get there at some point. But <laughs> you get that at some point. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a news dump there on a Friday, and uh, that's usually an indicator of something that they want to not talk about as much or not have talked about as much whenever the old old Friday news comes in. So uh, we will be talking about it though throughout the program, and also hope to get some uh, NFL previews in today as well as we're getting, what, 13 days till kickoff and the last yeah. preseason games here this weekend. So we'll talk anything and everything, but uh, certainly a lot of news around Auburn today. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, 334-887-3401. Or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Auburn Bank is our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. Uh, Java is an acronym that a lot of people have said over the he- years, over the history of uh, Auburn University. Just Auburn being Auburn, the acronym right there. And I know a lot of people are feeling that way after the big news of the day. Again, Alan Green is resigning as the director of athletics. His contract was set to expire on twelve thirty one twenty two. So just till the end of this calendar year, and uh, as it looked as though there would not be a renewal and a contract, Alan Green cut ties immediately and said, uh, let's move on to the next phase of my life. And in a lot of ways, it's it's hard to blame the guy for making that decision. I think we've got three Alan Green supporters here in our studio that, again, are grateful for what he did. Auburn Athletics, they gave you the information in their press release right there. They let you know that student-athletes' grade point averages went up from 3.19 to 3.25, that there was over $175 million in capital assets within the Auburn Athletics uh, Department, so many facilities upgrades and that sort of thing. They're letting you know, hey, this guy was pretty awesome, but... uh, But we didn't want to extend him. (laughs) That's the thing is, uh, look, he really didn't have the chance to make any uh, huge hires other than this Brian Harson hire. Uh, when you're talking about your revenue-generating sports, um, there was never a change in basketball. He he got the Bruce Con- Bruce Pearl contract extension done, though. Um, he's worked, continued to work with Butch Thompson, who's done a great job with the baseball program. Uh, if you go down the line a little bit, yes, he has hi- had to hire a new women's basketball coach, and, of course, results to be determined there, but a 
seemingly positive start, or at least an improvement on year one of Johnny Harris. And so, look, Brian Harson's the only coach that he has hired, and it's only been one year. We know all of the speculation and all of the rumors and all the drama that's been Brian Harson's tenure thus far. But as you mentioned, the other parts of it, the parts that people don't see as much, maybe don't think about, maybe don't care enough about, but certainly the, that facilities thing is not some small thing. I mean, Auburn has been talking about a new football facility since Gus Malzahn was just into his tenure a couple of years. And they've been talking, so they've been talking about that, and, and that was done under, or has been done under Alan Green's leadership. That will be finished next year. Uh, they're upgrading the baseball park and having notable changes there, and also securing, you know, they get the biggest donation in, in basketball history, renamed the arena uh, under Alan Green's tenure. So uh, I don't think there's really a great argument for he didn't do a good job and in, in the job he needed to do here. Um, he is resigning here because he's not he sees the writing on the wall and these people are not giving gonna give him a new new deal. Uh, when you're four or five months out from the end of your contract in college athletics and you don't have an extension, uh, that means you're not getting at the very minimum, you're not getting a long term one and uh, you might not get one at all. And so rather than sit through this football season and, and Hope Brian Harson pulls out a good season worthy of no one being able to make the argument of, of him getting fired and then getting maybe a couple of year extension. He said, you know what, I'm going to take control of my own own destiny here and I'm going to get out of here right now. And I don't blame him for that part of it because, again, like I said, if you're in August for a contract that expires in January, what makes you think you're going to get the long-term contract you think you deserve? So that's kind of, you know, it will be resigns. And, and and it's important to note that it's not resigns in the, oh, he just didn't want to be here anymore. I think it's he sees that he's not going to get the deal he wants. He's not going to be treated well. And, look, I think clearly the higher-ups at Auburn have not loved Alan Green and probably for the Brian Harson hire. You know? And, look, people will always care about football most. And the bottom line is you don't know enough about that hire yet. As as grim as it might look to most, uh, one year, you know, and, and and usually coaches are not judged until year three or year four. Should so uh, that that's the reality here is I think that clearly you had a guy that was not a yes man and you had a guy that did a lot of great things, but those things don't matter to the, the boosters and they just want their football program to be run yeah. the way they want it to be run yeah. and – that's really what we're looking at here. Yeah, um, very unfortunate news. Uh, just, you know, when he was asking about his contract and how things were going to go, they said that it was going to be addressed at the end of the football season, which is kind of an indicator. You know, oh, if Harson does well, well, we'll extend you probably for a couple years. If not, then you're probably done after this year. We'll so package you out yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, package them out together, exactly. So, um not great. Not a great look for Auburn on a national scale, honestly, because now it's kind of the sense of who's going to want to come here, you know? who Who's going to want to run Auburn's athletic department when you can't even really run it yourself? you got people behind the scenes that are wanting to take all this control. And, I mean, even Allen had to deal with it himself. He had people watching over his shoulder and, and at every step and every turn and, and not letting him do his job. Um and, and that's just overall just the thing that I'm most frustrated about is that he was never fully allowed to do his job. 
um, because everybody kind of wanted to have their hands in the cookie jar. And now he's like, well, that's fine. I'll just leave. And here we are. Yeah. Let's get your phone calls. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Do up first today. Die Hard Die. Die Hard Die has called into the program. What's going on, man? Hey, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's like listening to the news for the country with Auburn, man. Just As soon as you said that, I had to stop what I was doing. I was like, please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Um, so bad for a couple reasons, but I, I do want to thank you all uh, for two things. You know, you guys always have to have a smile through the, the sunny days and rainy days, and that's not always easy to do. So, um Appreciate that, yeah. And second, you know, thank you for, you know, making it our attention that it's not like he's like, all right, y'all y'all are terrible, I'm quitting, because that's the first thing I got. Because I, it is not a good sign when these awesome people, like the defensive coordinator, last year I wasn't real happy with our offense, but our defense stood up. I was like, all right, we can go in the next year. And when, uh, what's old Andy's coach name, that was our defense coordinator. Derek Mason. That, yeah, when Mason left, I was like, that, that hurts. That is not a good sign. And uh, this isn't either, you know. I mean, if, if he felt we were going to do good, he might stick it out. And I like every time I met him, he, he talked to, at a couple of my kids' schools, stand-up guy. And I have to say, you know, I, I love Auburn. You know that. And I was upset with how he handled the Malzahn thing. Got it. Um, but I worked for Auburn, and there's a lot of great people there. But I was not a yes man. I came out of the military, and I wanted to do my work for the students. I was a transcript evaluator. And just it was a toxic place. And when I went into the, the president, they put General Burgess on it. And he called me in the office, you know, being military officer, military officer. And he's like, we found, we found a lot of bugs. We picked up rock and found a lot of bugs. He's like, what do, you, what do you want? I was like, just my job back. Just have my back and give my job back and let's do it for the students. And uh, they couldn't do that. So, so there's people in Auburn that, that do not have the best interests at heart, and it's hard. It's really freaking hard when you're a – you know, an Auburn-loving person, just like you're. It's hard to be an American. <laughs> you're I agree. A good loving American. But anyways, again, thank y'all for uh, breaking the news as y'all did. And heart goes out. Uh, I think Alan Green's gonna be fine. His fam, his wife's awesome. Um, you know, they're gonna go off and do great things. But just another strike against Auburn, and and it and it stings. So we got to unite. That's all we can do. Thank That's right. We know football season's close because our buddy Die Hard Die is just joining us right there on the program. Good to hear from him. Eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Any guys? Anything you guys want to add? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I agree there, and yeah, 100% that's agree. you know we also we see it on Twitter, but we also know that everybody has their own things going on in their lives. So you might be hearing this news for the first time. So that's why we wanted to make sure a JJ read the entire uh, transcript of what was said, and then also just so everyone can kind of put two and two together. Because when you hear the word resign, obviously it's far different than the word fired, and you know, technically this falls under the resigned category, but this is where resigned because of fear of being fired right. here in a few months. Yep. Because Alan Green understands his value. He understands that, look, he's deserving of a fair contract extension. He doesn't need to get some big eight-year lifetime, you know, you've done the most special job ever, here's here's the keys to the kingdom. But he understands he deserves a, a market value contract extension that, with four months left in the contract, they're not. E- they weren't even having, according to reports, any even any, any no. discussions. So clearly, the best Alan Green could have hoped for is like a one or two year, like little add on tension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and basically, like, oh well, Brian Harson did well enough as, to keep his job, so that's enough for you to keep yes. your job. As well as Harson did, it probably would have been how how yeah. they, 
they looked at Allen. Clearly, the board has tied that one decision that Allen Green has made to Allen Green's job status, and that was and that was clear, and that's why he didn't have a contract extension because everything else Green has done has either been solid or good. I mean, everything else from the fundraising to uh, the ability to. Uh, get the this new football facility, which again has been talked about the entire time. You and I, JJ, have been doing the show for five years, and it went well before that. Yep. And he was the one that able was able to get it done. You're also talking about a baseball grade, which I think people are really excited about. As just someone that ever since I've been aware of the baseball park at Auburn University at Plainsman Park. I've been looking for seats in that left field above that green monster. And that's getting done. And it they're is. doing stuff to the corner. They got new facilities there. And so all these other things, you have to say he's checked boxes. Right. And look, there's been no baseball or basketball hire to be made. He's done the, he's done what everyone wanted him to do and get the contract extension for Bruce Pearl. The only huge hiring decision that he has had to make is this football decision. And whether you think this was a good decision or not, it is one year, and any other circumstance would tell you that one year does not dictate if that was a good or bad decision. Yeah, Never does. Never so, should. So, again, to be that uh, on top of it, if you're the board of trustees, if you're the, the power brokers, and to say, I'm going to tie that one decision <sighs> to your job status, again, in, in this ridiculous. situation where to the point where he couldn't even get a contract extension, of course you resign now because you don't want to – if you go four more months hoping for the best, you get fired. And would you rather be, resign on your own terms or get fired? Everyone would say resign. So, yep. again, it's just – it's it's not a great situation. This part of it is not an Auburn issue. Let's make that clear. Expectations in sports are way too crazy. In, in 2022, in this 21st yeah. century, over the last decade, expectations in sports are way too crazy. And, you know, we talked earlier in the week when we had Steve Letard of NBC Sports on the program. Sometimes we're so accustomed to talking about sports every single day, you forget the little things. You forget how physically difficult it is, like he said, to bench press 250 pounds. Yeah. You forget how physically difficult it is to drive a car 200 miles per hour. I also think you forget that in sports, every single year, every year, Winning's there's hard. only one winner. One. Only one team wins at the end of every single year, yep. and everybody has the same expectations. Guess what? You can't all win. Only one win, and too many times we get caught up in that, and these expectations do become unfair, and it's been one year for Brian Harson, and it's tough. It's really tough to build a college football program, and it's also sad just to see that this is what we've come to. What are there, roughly 60 to 70 Power 5 schools? Yes. If one team won one championship and it changed every single year, you would not be guaranteed a championship for 70 years. Hmm. Yeah. However many schools that is. If, Thank if you. You're, if you're talking about the Power 5, talking about the schools that have the true constant access. Because, look, as silly as it is, if Kansas ever put together 12-0 and won a Big 12 championship – They'd be in the playoffs. Same for Duke. Any right. any terrible Power Five program you got, Rutgers, Vanderbilt, Shout out whoever to those it is, Commodores, yeah, right. Whoever it would be, if they went undefeated, ever won their conference, they'd be in the playoff. If if you had one champion a year, every year, and it was different every single year until everybody won, it would take everybody sixty five, seventy years to win a championship. And we forget about that too frequently. We forget about it not only in college sports and professional sports in the NFL. There are thirty two teams. Yep. That's 32 years if every team gets to win. And that's just 
That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. 887-3401, toll-free, 888-9-TIGER-9. Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into Sports Call today. Hello, Keith. Hey, guys. How we doing? Very well. Thank you for the call. That was a good point that that was brought up. But but I will say this. Uh, When you look at football, there's three, four, maybe five teams that play for the national championship every year. So, yeah, I understand the, the mathematics behind that. But uh, you got to put a winner on the field. And, you know, as far as Alan Green goes, I, I, I think it, the writing was on the wall. I think December his contract was up. And that's probably when he wasn't going to get. Uh, Correct. Renewed, Correct. Whatever you call that. I, I don't know. So <clears throat> how many years has Alan Green been, been in Auburn? Four and a half. Four and a half. What coaches has he hired? Brian Harson, Johnny Harris, Harris, and Ryan Wakamura of the swimming program for Auburn. And I also heard through the grapevine this morning that uh, Butch Thompson had went to the AD wanting a contract extension and a raise, and that's just floundering out there. If Auburn's smart, they better figure out a way to make sure this guy gets a raise. One hundred percent, and they've done. We that's when we've been praising the facility upgrades that they've been able to yeah. put in place for Auburn baseball. Yeah, Butch Thompson's in good in a good spot right now. Yeah, uh, hopefully they'll uh, somebody will jump up there and take the bull by the horn. And, and Alan Green was doing that. He gave Bruce Pearl the big extension. When other schools like Louisville were calling in some of the more um, historic basketball programs, he made sure that Bruce Pearl didn't leave the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, and I think Alan Green's a great person. Um, you know, I think he's just been uh, – Auburn's a difficult situation uh, because of the powers to be and what takes place there. You know, if you look at the athletic pro- program, you know, you stop one wound from gushing out and bleeding and, you know, in February, and then, then in August you got another one that's that, that just kind of starting to bleed. So hopefully, you know, I, I think Auburn will make a hire, and I think it. I'm not going to say it's going to be in house, but I think it'll be somebody that has been at Auburn in the past. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. That's uh, now that you went with a guy that had no ties to the school, like they did yep. last time with a, a man from Buffalo and a Notre Dame alum, like he was. Yeah, I, I think that could yep. happen. Let me ask you guys uh, this: um, Let's see how, how I want to want to put this. You know, how many games uh, prior to today did you guys feel like Brian Harson had to win to keep his job? Seven. Seven, yeah, I agree. I think it just went to ten. <laughs> ten. For this, yeah. I, I, you know, because here's the deal. You're going to bring in a new AD that uh, – and, and I would call Harson a lame duck coach right now just for the fact that you don't have an AD – and the AD that, that hired you is gone. And I'm not saying he won't keep his job. And, and, you know, he may win eight, he may win nine, he may win ten, he may win 11 games. I mean, nobody knows. I mean, the season hasn't started yet. So, um, you know, I, I guess time will tell as to, you know, how the program does this year. Um, has Auburn named a starting quarterback yet? Sure have not. Well, that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. So we'll keep it at that, you know. Right. And, and I guess I think I heard you guys talk earlier in the week that, uh, you know, at this point, why you got to name one now? 
just just wait to you know the season starts and uh, and then you know whoever trots that on the field is probably your starter. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, Mercer don't have a clue. Uh, San Jose State don't have a clue. So, uh, you know, you just every coach is different and how they attack things. And but the things I'm hearing, guys, y'all help me out with this. That right now, Finley's in the lead, and Robbie Ashford is second, and Calzado's down the list. Is that correct? Those are the tea leaves. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows? You know, I, I wouldn't give up on TJ Family. I, I, you know, he, he signed a, a letter of intent with LSU, so yeah, he, he's got to be a pretty good athlete. You're exactly you know? right. Yeah, give him a shot. That's what we'll yeah, see. Yeah, all said and done, he, he gets a full spring and a, a full season. So, uh, you know, you just kind of, I tell you what, I, I I believe I'd try to make sure I got the ball in Tank Bixby's hands as many times as I could. Uh, somehow or another, throughout a a football game, uh, you know, because he, he's such a great athlete. And, you know, I, I think he's the best running back in the country, um, talent-wise. You know, if, if if he gets some blocking, I think I think he can really have a big year. And, and hopefully hopefully that'll be the case uh, on that. Um, so we've got college football kicking off tomorrow, correct? That's right. So we got a uh, band. When does Bandy in Hawaii play? Is that like a ten o'clock game or? Yeah, nine thirty on CBS Sports Network. Oh, so, so probably stay up long enough to watch that one. But Nebraska Northwestern play at eleven thirty a.m. Central. That's our time. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, that'll be an interesting game to watch. And you know, I like this week zero. I don't know why they call it week zero. They ought to call it like opening week of college football or something. Week zero, this to me sounds like it's not real, <laughs> you know. But uh, it, it gives some of these uh, these schools, uh, you know, an opportunity to play, and people see them. I, I guess maybe that's kind of what week zero uh, boils boils down to. But uh, you know, I'm excited. I, uh, it's been a while. You know, the South down here, especially in Alabama. We we live for college football. We do, and it's here. It is and absolutely here. It is here. But anyway, guys, you know, I just wanted to, to touch base on that. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, Coach Harson have a great year. You know, I'd love to see Auburn and Alabama undefeated when they play each other every year. And and yeah, I know some folks. Ah, he's an Alabama fan. No, it's the truth. I, I think if Alabama and Auburn are both doing well, it's great for the state of Alabama. That's right. Well, Keith, good to hear from you, brother. We got some football to watch this weekend, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all keep up the great work. Uh, Enjoy uh, uh, listening to you guys. And, hey, look, softball season is not that far away, so you guys need to start (laughs) Exactly. Got to get ready for it. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right. That's Keith from Auburn joining us on the program. 334-887-3401. Other news. Cheeburger, Cheeburger in downtown Auburn has announced that this Sunday will be their last day. We'd like to thank the Auburn community for supporting Cheeburger, Cheeburger for over 30 years. It is with a heavy heart that we announce we will be closing our doors permanently after Sunday, August 28th. 
Cheeburger Cheeburger has been a staple, a staple of Auburn Game Day, welcoming alumni and first timers since 1992. That's and uh, yeah, that's the what third, a day. That's the third place in downtown Auburn that's closed down. Yeah, Taqueritas closed down. Now Cheeseburger Cheeburger, cheeburger Arigato yeah. Sushi announced like last week or earlier this week that they were closing their doors, that or that they were no longer open. So, man, I, I mean, I guess. Maybe we can get know. a brand new Yellowwood building downtown. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, another phone call, 887-3401, toll-free one, triple eight nine, tag nine to be on the program. James from Montgomery. James is on the line. Hi, James. Hello, uh, War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah, the first thing that, that I want to talk about, that I want to, you know, open up this, uh, you know, this big book that I've been actually looking into was about um, – Alan Green's uh, departure from Auburn. I mean, he's done so many great things for Auburn as well over the past his his time four and a half Auburn, years, four and a half years at Auburn as well. Yeah, we've and, been a big fan of everything he's done. Yes, and so have I. I've um, I've seen so much, so much that he's done since he stepped on campus. One in particular is when we went through COVID. He was telling. On, um, I think it was like on a Twitter um, account that he had, and he was just saying, you know, all of the different things that we as Auburn fans and the Auburn family and the Auburn community had to come together to uh, when when everything shut down in 2020. Um, it was just like a standstill for Auburn University athletics as well. No football, no basketball, no baseball, no softball, nothing. It was just like dead silence in Auburn and. With with so much improvement over time, that Auburn has done so many great things with the new uh, stadium change from Auburn Arena to Neville Arena, one of the best uh, staples in Auburn. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really good thing that he's done that as well for the Auburn University community as well. No doubt, he's uh, he's been a great leader for the Auburn athletic department, and now they've got to make a change and and find the next athletic director. Yes, as well. And then um, I had like somebody actually was uh, sending me a tweet about the new upgrade to Jordan Hare Stadium, and they were showing like a 3D model of what it was going to look like the the finished uh, product of what Jordan Hare Stadium was going to look like. And I I thought it was I thought it looks it's going to look good in a few years from now. Yeah, the football facilities are going to look great, that's for sure. And uh, they've got a new practice facility coming into place. And uh, those, those 3D renderings that they've been able to produce do look amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, they did have, like, the practice facility. And they had the um, what what uh, Jordan-Harris Stadium was going to look like, you know, when it was like a full, uh, like a full stadium so it could have more seats in, in years to come for, uh, for future uh, game, you know, down the line as well. Yeah, we'll see how that uh, obviously changes now that you've got new leadership coming in. Yes, as well. And then where, well, with Ellen Green, I hope wherever he lands, I hope he lands in a great university with him and his wife and his two kids. And I hope him and his wife the best and uh, his two daughters as well. And I wish them all the yeah, best. Two daughters on and one journey. son. He's got three kids. Yeah, three kids, I meant. Sorry three kids and um I, I wish them the best of luck on their journey and i hope i see them in the near future as well and you know just like i always say to a lot of 
um, Auburn fans, once you once you're an Auburn fan, or if you go to another university, I mean, you're still going to be an Auburn fan through and through, no matter what what other university might give you a call. You're still always he's always welcome home as well. Yeah, War Eagle for him always. War Eagle. Yes, as well. And then I know that y'all were talking about cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I mean, when that when y'all was talking about that, my heart just dropped to my stomach. Yeah, it's a great establishment. It's been open for 30 years in downtown Auburn, and they're going to close their doors permanently this Sunday. Yeah, because I've uh, I've been an Auburn fan for so long, and I've been to so many restaurants in downtown Auburn. Um, when I when I actually became an Auburn fan, my first time ever going to a restaurant in downtown Auburn was Pieology. I used to love pizza. I used to always, every time uh, when Auburn wins a football game, I always go and celebrate with a slice of pizza, and their and their pizzas are very, very amazing and very tasty as well. Yeah, I used to live in downtown Auburn during my college days, and Pieology was a favorite stop of mine down in the area. That was uh, Those are good memories. We've, we've hosted sports call there before when their doors were still open. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a constantly changing at downtown Auburn, and, and Cheeburger Cheeburger is the latest. Yes, as well, because, I mean, I've, I've been to so many – uh, different uh, restaurants, uh, you know, in downtown Auburn, and I still go to a couple of them. Uh, one of them is uh, um, it, it's so many different restaurants that I can't name right now, but I'll 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 leave that one on um, next week's show as well. Perfect. All right. Well, we got to get to a commercial break, James. So uh, we got big news to discuss on the program. So we'll talk to you next week. How about that? All right. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, indeed. That's our good pal James from Montgomery joining us on the program. Let's take our first time out of Sports Call here today. Your phone calls after this. Alan Green resigning as the University Athletic Director after four and a half years of leadership. Sports Call continues. Tiger 95.9 FM. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM on the Tiger Communications app. Newsworthy day as uh, the Auburn Athletics Director Alan Green has resigned from his position and Auburn will begin a national search immediately. Marcy Gurton has been named the Interim Athletics Director for the Auburn Tigers. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm proudly serving as the host of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. It's also high school football season. We've got high school football a little bit later tonight here on Tiger 95.9 FM, Beauregard High School, and then we've got Smith Station High School over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Later in the program, I want to talk NFL. We'll get into our divisional previews for the National Football League and talk about the start of the college football season. So a lot to discuss here on the show today, guys. Uh, A big, big news Friday. 
Yeah, and uh, we know what's going to dominate headlines around here, but that does not mean other things don't happen. But at the same time, I digress that uh, the news was very large in Auburn today. And, of course, I'm talking about Cheeburger, Cheeburger, um, <laughs> which is very painful. I don't mean to make it a My joke. My heart hurts. Because that one sucks, too. I'm in pain, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, good point by you, Cam, last uh, segment about things going out of business downtown. I think the uh, next eight-story apartments probably up next. And we <laughs> haven't built one of those in, like, God, seven months. So not. They're already building uh, one. A little farther down college, they took down some right. regular apartments. Yeah, are going to make them. Yeah, so oh. I don't know. It's a uh, less college towny, more college city. It's not going to be the village the anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, certainly the uh, Alan Green news. That was a big Friday afternoon, Friday midday <laughs> news dump. There. Here are the uh, here are the accolades. I guess you could say again, pointed out by Auburn in their press release for Alan Green's tenure, four and a half years. Cumulative grade point average of student-athletes rose from 3.19 to 3.25. Record-breaking philanthropic support, compromise of four largest gifts in athletics history, contributed to $175 million in capital projects. Athletic achievements included eight conference championships, one men's Final Four appearance, a number one national ranking in men's basketball for the first time in school history, two men's college world series appearances. Auburn athletics has also been recognized as a department at the forefront of name, image, and likeness. You needed a great leader in place when the NCAA put NIL into effect. And that leader happened to be Alan green. Another phone call to close out the hour. Got about five or six minutes left. Now joining us on the program, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve will give his thoughts here on Sports Call. Happy Friday to you, Steve. Thanks for the call. Well, it was going to be happy Friday until I got the scoop that Cheeseburger Cheeseburger is closing. <laughs> exactly. Right. What a spot downtown. Oh, man. Say it ain't so. 30 years. And uh, I used to love, I mean, my daughter, my wife, my son, we'd go there uh, coming uh, uh, from a. Uh, Fair Oak or Dance at that time. It really is today. a game day weekend per tradition for a lot of people. Wow. Do you guys have a clue as to what uh, led to their demise? No clue. Yeah. Um, I, I, they were, they've been struggling really for pretty much, I would say, the entire summer. Um, they, they would close down on certain days and they wouldn't be open for certain hours just so they could, you know, kind of keep their doors open. Um, and they kind of had to cut cut their hours down some, and I think that just rent downtown is essentially going up, um, and like the I think the property value as a whole of everything that's going on down there is going up. So it's just kind of pushing out these restaurants that have been paying rent for so long and uh, starting to see a change. So they're not relocating; they're just closing down pr- completely. I, yeah, yeah, they're just closing down, which is so unfortunate. Okay, well, I'm kind of taken back to surprise that uh, uh, Pete Thamel didn't get a scoop on that first. Yeah, he got a uh, scoop let me ask today. That, guys, how does Pete Thamel do this? Because he's not an Auburn graduate, nor is he an Auburn sports, sports beat writer. Nathan King didn't report this in 247 Sports until about 30 minutes later after I saw it on Twitter. He's just well-connected. I mean, he works for ESPN. He's been around Yahoo before. He knows a lot of people in the industry. Uh, he's a huge name, and so uh, he talked to the right people and and got word of it. A little birdie gave him some information, and he ran with it. Yeah, he's not always that correct, because somebody also on Twitter posted this, uh, taking a stab at uh, Pete Thamel's scoops, and said, uh, uh, here's a quote, 
this is the actual uh, quote from Pete Dam at that time. Uh, this was posted on February 16, 2018. It said, I'll be stunned if Bruce Pearl is Auburn's coach next year. So he doesn't always get it. All right. Uh, about uh, Alan Green, you know, I'd read comments throughout his tenure from uh, Nathan King, Jason Caldwell, that he didn't seem to be that happy at times uh, being there. Did you guys sense that as well? I think that's kind of been the vibe a good number of people have picked up on, and I think there's probably good reason for that. We talk often about Auburn being Auburn, and, and Steve, when it feels like he's handcuffed the way in which he was, how could one be happy? Yeah, but then I also remember, you know, some of the criticism late on it was that, you know, he gave that extension to Coach Flournoy. You know, she was just having an atrocious, you know, basketball uh, season there. So that was one of the criticisms. And then and made then a change was, and brought a new coach in. And then he was so apparently nitpicky on expenses and keeping people from getting smoothies, Auburn football players. Uh, so I remember some of those criticisms. Uh, also, guys, uh, uh, I want to make it just real quick comment uh, about Jeff's comments to me. And, you know, you're welcome to take jabs at me, Jeff, or anybody else, because I admire you guys. But I wanted to bring something to your attention, Jeff, about the ticket thing. You know, I collect and save tickets, guys, whether they're game tickets from winning games or, or losing games. Because, as Coach and I well put it uh, in the past, Auburn people love Auburn. Okay, Jeff? Uh, not just Auburn sports, but they just love Auburn. And so those game tickets I have, man, are because they remind me of the tailgating fun I had with friends. And yeah, Auburn the people fans, that you were with uh, and memories. And, and, yeah. and that's what they remind me of, not just the wins or the losses, although I have all of them. So I just want to let you know, Jeff, your attempt to uh, take a jab at my saving tickets is noted, um, but it really, really, really was shallow, man. Okay, with that having said, guys, you know this thing with uh, Mr. Zach Calzada? Do you know Matt Stitchcom? Yes, SEC Network. Okay, well, on Saturday Down South, I'll be real quick, he apparently doesn't believe that uh, Finley will hold on to the uh, starting place. He says here, you would think it would be a Finley Maybe, but he says, I think ultimately it'll be Zach Calzada. Could be. So, Could guys, be. At, at this at this point, Steve, I think that uh, we all share the same sentiment. And again, we got about 90 seconds left in the hour that uh, let's just get to football. I mean, we're eight days away, and, and let's see what these guys look like on the field to start to get a get a, a opinion on the matter because we've been talking about it for so long, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I don't really it – it's so important to me, guys, who the heck the quarterback is. I just want them to win. Amen. And I'm hopefully the coach is a lot smarter than me or Shadow or James or Matt or Jeff or anybody else. I'm hoping that's what they get paid for. Real quickly, before I do go, does his resignation by uh, Mr. Green, does he get any kind of a buyout or he loses that? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure on that. I'm still trying to dig up that information as well, Steve. And once we are able to get a more of a, a understanding of that, we'll be sure to pass that information along. Okay, and the soccer team, one-to-one. One, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, that's big. I mean, you get points from a draw. Obviously, no defeat is uh, there, and what a big opponent it was in Florida State. So big, big, big-time performance from Auburn on the road. Outstanding job by them. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I promise you, I'm through, Jeff. Uh, have a safe afternoon and weekend, guys. And until next week, probably Monday, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. War it's Eagle. game week next week. The next time we talk to our good buddy, Retired Ward Amp Steve, we will be days away from the start of the Auburn football season. Right now, eight days away 
from the Tigers taking their gridiron against Mercer. As we come to a close here in hour number one of Sports Call, again, high school football coming up tonight. Beauregard and Smith Station on our airwaves. Beauregard on Tiger 95.9 FM. Smith Station playing on FM Talk 93.9. Our scoreboard show from the AHSAA will be at 10 o'clock on FM Talk 93.9. A lot of fun stuff coming up throughout the rest of the program. We've reached the end of hour number one alongside Ryan Lavoy and Cam Berry. My name is JJ Jackson. One hour of the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Cam Berry and Ryan LaVoy. We hope that everyone is doing well on this Friday. It's been a lively show, a lot of news and headlines in the world of sports today, particularly here around Auburn. Again, the athletic director, Alan Green, has resigned effective immediately. Marcy Girton will take over as the interim athletic director as Auburn begins a nationwide search for Alan Green's replacement. What we want to do right now, didn't get a chance to get to this in the first hour, but do it every day. Let's celebrate our birthdays. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here today on August 26, 2022. David Price is turning 37. A current pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers has also played for the Tampa Bay Rays, Detroit Tigers, Toronto Blue Jays, and Boston Red Sox. 2018 Babe Ruth Award winner, five-time All-Star, 2012 Cy Young Award winner. He was a 2018 World Series champion with the Red Sox, played college baseball at Vanderbilt. David Price, 37 years old. That's really hard to think about. That is really hard to think about. He's already 37 years old. Man, been knowing David Price for quite some time. Yeah. Quite some time. And, well, and also because he pitched so young. I mean, after he went to Vandy, he went right into the Rays World right. Series roster as a reliever. So he, he didn't go through the minor leagues really at all. What a stud. What a stud. He's 37 years old today. Donnie Shell is 70 years old, a former NFL strong safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Went undrafted in the 1974 NFL draft out of South Carolina State, but signed as an undrafted free agent to the Steelers. Four-time Super Bowl champion, three-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. 
He's a member of the Pro Football and College Football Hall of Fame. Donnie Shell is 70 years old. Four-time Super Bowl champs. Pretty good. JT Thor is turning 20 years old today. A current power forward for the Charlotte Hornets. Selected 37th overall in the 2021 NBA Draft by the Detroit Pistons out of Auburn. Traded the night of the draft to the Hornets. Spent most of the 2021-2022 season with the Hornets G League team, the Greensboro Swarm. JT Thor set to start his second season of professional basketball. Is 20 years old. And uh, Auburn basketball, unfortunately... From the JT Thor perspective, along with someone like Sharif Cooper, one and done. You only got to see him play on the planes for one season. Also, yeah. during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, so tickets were limited. The arena vibe wasn't the same. Uh, so you didn't get to fully, truly embrace JT Thor like you were with someone like Jabari Smith this past season. But nonetheless, happy birthday to uh, to JT Thor. Yeah, He's going to he- be a monster one day. I feel it. Oh, well, I hope so. I don't know if uh, he'll have an incredible NBA career, no. but um, certainly he's just this unique prospect because he's so long, uh, but also has such a smooth jumper. Agreed. And he, he had some really nice moments in the summer league. So hopefully he continues to develop, becomes a nice rotation player in the league. Uh, and again, it's just you're just Auburn guys trickling, and and if guys like that can just have NBA careers, JT Thor does not have to be some all star player. Yeah. He just needs to stick in the league nine or ten years. Because yep. I tell you what, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want from good subject to bad subject, but something like what Jamichael Green did from from Alabama. Jamichael Green yep. barely even looked like he was going to make the league. He was in the G League for a couple of years, and now he's this like eight or nine year vet. Played for Memphis, Denver, a couple other teams, and so. You look, you just you just grind it out. Hopefully someone like JT Thor can do that. JT Thor, 20 years old today. And then finally, birthdays in sports, James Harden, 33 years old. A current, current NBA guard for the Philadelphia 76ers. Selected third overall in the 2009 NBA draft by the Oklahoma City Thunder out of Arizona State. Also played basketball for the Houston Rockets and Brooklyn Nets. 2018 league MVP. 10-time All-Star, 6-time first-team All-NBA. He played at Arizona State, was a first-team All-American there. His number 13 jersey retired by the Sun Devils, a member of the NBA 75th anniversary team. James Harden, again, a one-time league MVP, currently starring for the Philadelphia 76ers, has played for the Thunder, Rockets, and Nets in his NBA career and a 10-time All-Star. Harden, 33 years old. Great. Score, amazing score. Yep. Um, historic score. Um, personally, slander him. Do it. Ah, you Do know it. I'm going to. <laughs> personally, don't love his style of basketball. Um, don't think it really results to championships. Um, but, you know, I mean, just with the ISO ball and the way he does things. But, I mean, extremely talented scorer, and I have to give him that. Um, definitely deserved the MVP, MVP the year that he got it. And, uh, yeah, so happy birthday, James Harden. Happy birthday, 33 years old for Mr. Harden as he celebrates his birthday today. Our first time out of Sports Call this hour. We're back with more after this on Tiger 95.9 FM. you want to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au let's get back to sports call on tiger 95.9 
Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back into Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Cam Berry, and Ryan LaVoy. Uh, one of my final segments of the week. As again, we've got high school football happening this evening, so I'm about to head out and uh, go to Borgard High School with our good Borgard crew, Tim Sin, man, Bill May, Rusty Henson, Seth Fuller, Tucker Simmons. It was mean, a big what, win last week. A big win for them. I'll head out that way. We've got Bill Bailey and Walter Northcutt and Brant Daughtry handling your business uh, with Smith Station football, Cam Berry in the studio for that one too. So it's here. We've got more Friday Night Lights. Auburn and Opelika going head-to-head in the area. Big-time, oh, big-time big games happening this weekend. Again, a lot of Auburn football news eight days away from the start of the college football season for the Tigers. There will be college football games being played tomorrow. Uh, also tomorrow, we will have the Falcons on the air. Let's promote that, guys. Tomorrow Let's at go. noon, right here on Tiger 95.9 FM, the Falcons are playing football as they've got a preseason game where they will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, third and final game of the preseason for the Atlanta Falcons. And with that being said, like we did teams across the SEC, giving you previews, we're going to do that for the NFL. We'll start today with a couple of divisions to look at, and we're going to get started with the NFC West. We've got three big things for every division, and then we can spend more time going into detail. So three big things, three big headlines with the division, the angle to look at here, and I'll get started in the NFC West. The reigning Super Bowl champions reside in this division. Finally, the LA Rams in year one of Matt Stafford at quarterback, they were able to go out and won a Super Bowl title. Over the past few seasons, you've seen this Rams team go get stars that were a little yeah. bit older, mm-hmm. sign them to some of these big deals. They had that Super Bowl run with Goff uh, where they played the Patriots in the most boring Super Bowl ever where the awful. final score was 13-3. to You bring in Jalen Ramsey. You bring in Von Miller a year ago. You've already got Aaron Donald and how incredible he is at the defensive front. They bring in uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. on the defensive end. They brought in Eric Weddle to play yeah. safety for their playoff run a year ago. Sean McVay, regarded as one of the top coaches in football, he now has a Super Bowl on his resume. I think that's where we got to start looking at the NFC West as we get going in 2022, guys. The Rams are reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah, no, I mean, they look, they were they were going for it, and it didn't necessarily have to be last year, but it needed to be within one, a couple of yeah, years. One because, of these two years. Yeah, because Matthew Stafford is still uh, an above-average age quarterback. I don't know off the top of my head, but he's probably about 34, 35. So, uh, and he's had his share of injuries, so you just don't know how long he'll go. Um, and, look, just when you bring in stars, you bring in veterans, well – they're probably they don't probably have a lot of time left either. You know, right. Odell Beckham now suffering another injury, uh, and I guess he's still unsigned. He technically. is still unsigned. He's probably I don't I don't even know if he's really going to get to a team just because right probably not available yeah, this year. He's rehabbing the entire uh, season, right? And and so guys like that, you know, 
uh, at some point, you know, they, they they have Leonard Floyd, who I believe is a little older as well. Yep. Um, you know, at least been in the league, you know, six, seven years. So you're, you're pushing, you're getting about 30. And, like, it's just – it's a different animal in the NFL because 30 in other sports is right in the middle of your prime. 30, it's a case-by-case basis in the NFL. You get to 30, and that could be – start to fall off a cliff for the individual. That could be a slow, graceful decline all the way into your mid-30s. Uh, 30, you could still be banging. I mean, yep. 30, you still be awesome. But uh, I'm just saying, I guess the point is, some of these most notable players like Aaron Donald, who's obviously been fabulous in the news recently for wielding some helmets and play off, uh, in, in uh, practice um, <laughs> um, and striking yeah, people. that'll be – this team is veteran, and they did lose some things in the offseason. Uh, so, I, look, I I think they're going to have, a, as any team would, tough time defending their title. But, look, they got their title, brought yeah. it to L.A. Uh, they, they achieved what they needed to achieve. So it'll just be interesting to see if they can k- kind of piece this together year by year and continue to try and make runs at it. Cam? Extremely talented team. Um, basically, what like Ryan was saying, they lost a couple pieces. They have a lot of veteran pieces. Um, you just kind of want to create some continuity. And, and, you know, the Rams have invested a lot of money in this time, in this in this window, to make sure that they can win as many championships as possible while Stafford, you know, is, is still um, able to, to sling it like he does. Um, and with, you know, with he and, and McVay working together, it just seems like it was a match made in heaven from, from – the start um, just with how their minds work and look at the game. And so I think they just want to kind of keep, keep going. Um, assuming that they're the favorites to win their division, which they probably are. And um, I, I don't see why they couldn't win it again and get back to the playoffs. It's just going to be tough to get back to that Super Bowl just like it is every year. Um, unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah. It's um, hard. It's hard to be yeah. there. Yeah. It is. It is hard to get there. Um, the Rams did get there, they and they did. were able to uh, to get the Super Bowl title there. NFC West preview: three big things. The reigning Super Bowl champs reside in this division. Number two, talking big storylines. For the first time in a decade, number three Russell Wilson will not quarterback the Seattle Seahawks for the first time since 2012. After winning a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, a team that has kind of been on a downward trend. Over the last three, four seasons, some injuries play in. Players getting older, also a factor in this. But uh, it's that's a huge story in this division, guys, that Russell Wilson, he's now in Denver. He's not the quarterback of the Seattle team anymore. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to you know, decide between uh, Geno Smith and, and Drew Locke. So we just kind of got to go from there. And, and the offensive line has kind of gotten a little bit better. They're trying to... You know, protect whichever quarterback they end up going to because that was Russell's one of one of Russell's biggest things was the offensive line. He didn't have the protection. Um, wide receivers are still pretty strong. You still have DK Metcalf. You still have um, Tyler Lockett. Um, running game should be pretty solid. Rashad Penny, um, Chris Carson retired. If I'm correct, uh, if I remember that correctly, because of yeah, something in his some neck injury, I think that he had. I remember reading that a while ago. Um, so it seems like Rashad Penny is going to be the starting running back. He's an extremely talented back, um, and so yeah, I, I still obviously think they're going to finish last in their division just because they don't have Russell anymore. Um, but you never know. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I agree that you guys. I mean, it's 
I think it's a really big storyline. We always focus on all the all the good teams, and that's certainly why I'm so excited for the NFL because I think there's so many teams, like very, 12 very, teams in the AFC teams that are worth watching, can, yes. and seven or eight at least in the NFC. But you know, I think a big story is just that Seattle, who's been one of the most consistent NFC teams for almost 10 years now, I, I think they're, you know, they're a lock to not make the playoffs. And it, just wonder how bad it will get there. Obviously, they've got to change quarterbacks, and they got to change from a Hall of Fame quarterback to – uh, guys have just been trying to stick in the league. And, look, you've got Pete Carroll, and I think he'll maximize whatever mediocrity is there. I mean, when you think about the fact that Pittsburgh last year with Mike Tomlin, another great coach, was able to make the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger throwing ducks out there uh, just because the rest of the football team was so good. Look, I don't think Seattle's that good. I don't think they challenge for a playoff spot, but maybe – Maybe Pete Carroll and company can save them from just being flat out two and fifteen, three and fourteen worthy. Because you look at it, I mean, you win seven games with Russell Wilson and a aging roster last year. You can't think you're going better than no, seven, so you up. start at seven and go down. Um, so I mean, it, it is. It could be a very difficult year for Seattle. It's kind of disappointing too, just from the standpoint of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, such a great one-two. Yeah. No kidding. I guess I should flip that order: DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, such a great one-two. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, as Cam said, the offense line's been bad for years. The defense has been aging the last few years. It's now a completely different defense from the guys that that got them to a couple Super Bowls six, seven years ago. Yep. Um, you know, it's just not a lot of hope for this team. And again, in a good division, look, of all the teams today, we're doing NFC and AFC West. They're the only team, I would say, of those eight teams that does not have a viable path to a playoff spot. So, Agreed. Um, Seattle, Seattle's going to be in for a rough year this year. But I think it was a good, I think it was a good move for them to kind of get started now on just trying to rebuild and do whatever they wanted to do because obviously Russell was starting to become agitated. He was starting to see that, you know, I don't think. I'll be able to win here again while my my career is at least in my prime, you know. Um, so I think, you know, they did right by him in, in trading him and going to Denver uh, and or sending him to Denver and, and kind of just going about rebuilding and restarting um, and getting the best out of the players that they have on their roster right now. Three big things in the NFC West. We've got a timeout coming up in a moment, and we will get your phone calls. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Talking quarterbacks, there are two more teams in that division. You've got the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. I've enjoyed talking about the Niners a lot this offseason. It's now Trey Lance's football mm-hmm. team. Jimmy G's just kind of chilling. Uh, trying to figure out what his next move is going to be. And then for Arizona, Kyler Murray is always in the headlines uh, with what he's able to do out there on the football field. Such a talented quarterback. So I'd say the young quarterbacks also still in this division that uh, are proven, right? There are young quarterbacks in in Seattle. If it is Drew Locke's job, nothing proven about Drew Locke. We know what Kyler Murray is, and then I I shouldn't say that we know what Trey Lance is, but at least they feel so yeah. So confident yep. in Trey Lance. Denver didn't feel confident in Drew Locke or they wouldn't have traded him away. So that's that's kind of the third angle to look at this is Kyler Murray and Trey Lance, quarterbacks there in that division. Yeah, I think with San Francisco, we just talked about how interesting it is and uh, probably just controversial that they made, made the bed that they're going to lay in yeah. Yeah. with just saying nope to Jimmy Garoppolo who took them to a super or was at least a quarterback for a Super Bowl team and a team that lost in the NFC Championship game last year. 
Uh, look, I get Garoppolo. There are better ones out there, but I feel like there's also worse ones out there. And with Trey Lance, I don't think the sense of urgency needed to happen this year. He's still under contract on his rookie deal for a couple more seasons. You didn't have to find out what he was this year. And I would have given Garoppolo – the, the, the start year. this year yeah. and you know if, if mid-season if you're four and four or four and five and and he's not playing very well then this year can be the opportunity for Trey Lance yeah. to see if he can catch lightning in a bottle and then give him the full year next year but I, I I just am a little puzzled with the sense of urgency that and just the sense of finality that they've put on Jimmy Garoppolo's time very much so. uh, in San Francisco and then as far as Arizona look I you know Kyler Murray Got off to an incredible start last year, as did the Cardinals. He gets his big contract. We probably spent too much talking time talking about the contract. But I am actually looking at this team a little bit closer, and I'm a little bit worried about them when you talk about Hopkins uh, being suspended to start the year. Six games. You talk about the defense that's getting older. I mean, your best player is probably still J.J. Watt, who has been injured a lot. You lost Chandler Jones off that defense to yep. Las Vegas, another yep. reason why Vegas could be really damn good this year. Um I think there's some. I, I think you got to see the A plus Kyler Murray this year, or Arizona will start to fade away a little bit. So look, they're still in that te- group of teams that I think is interesting. They're still in the group of teams that I think can make the playoffs, but I just think there's a little less certainty with what Arizona's got going on due to uh, just the fact that they are starting to lose pieces off their defense and they won't have DeAndre Hopkins start the year. A look at the NFC West division. Again, talking NFL, college football, everything. You name it, we talk about it all here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Let's take a timeout, fellas. On the other side of this break, we're going to get to your phone calls. Anthony and Jeff are on the line. Anthony from Auburn, Jeff from Columbus. Join us coming up next here on Sports Call. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. Another exciting season of Smith Station football is here, and you don't want to miss a moment. Tune in all season long on FM Talk 93.9 and the Tiger Communications app for all the Panther football action. Smith Station football is looking to get back into the playoffs as they fight their way through a revamped 7A schedule. Coverage begins 30 minutes before each game with a countdown to kickoff. For a complete schedule of Smith Station football, make sure you check out our website, thetiger.fm. It's another season of Smith Station football football on FM Talk 93.9. Brought to you locally by Auburn Bank, the Car Stereo Shop, Empire Petroleum, Golden Flake Potato Chips, Honey Baked Ham, and Glenn Smith Chevrolet Buick GMC in Opelika. Get ready to smile. Nothing says summer like an ice-cold twisted tea hard iced tea. Smooth, refreshing, real brewed tea with 5% alcohol. Look for twisted tea in the bright yellow cans with the sun. Keep it twisted. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and build that papier-mâché volcano. I am not cleaning this up. Ooh, yeah, I meant the kids. Staples will help them move forward. Right now, Crayola 10-count markers and 12-count colored pencils are just 99 cents each. And Staples one-subject notebooks are only 35 cents. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in-store, only limit 30. So you want to know what it's like to be a college student at Southern Union? I'll tell you. You get the best of both worlds. Low costs and small class sizes. Plus all the perks that come from attending a school in an ideal college setting. Get as involved on campus as you want. Or buckle down and get ready to join the workforce fast. Visit suscc.edu to schedule an in-person tour or to register now for next semester. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. One special evening with 22-time Grammy winner Vince Gill. Saturday, August 27th, 7.30 p.m. Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University. Two-time ACM Entertainer of the Year, Vince Gill, live in concert. On sale Tuesday, August 9th at 10 a.m. Buy tickets at the box office or visit gooshcentertickets.auburn.edu. I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. It's Sports Call on a Friday afternoon. Ryan Lavoy now getting the Sports Call call to the bullpen. <laughs> as uh, J.J. headed out to Borgard High School uh, for Borgard's game tonight. So, Ryan Boy can bear you to thank you the rest of the way. Uh, just had a fun NFL segment right there, breaking down the NFC West. A little bit later today, we'll break out or break down the AFC West. But for now, we want to go back Talk to our them. Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341, locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony joins us. Anthony, how are you doing? Doing good, and you guys doing, doing well. well, sir. Good, good. You know, I just got the news uh, about the athletic director, Alan Green, uh, decided to step down. You know, I, I tell you, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, when Dr. Leaf was ran out of town, I knew it probably wouldn't be long before uh, he would have to follow some kind of way. And, you know, uh, when COVID come in and hit and fans weren't allowed to uh, attend games and record numbers like they had been doing, and 
certain finances and things were cut in certain areas uh, due to that because you couldn't make the money that you normally would make, uh, you know, with ticket sales and that sort of thing. Even some people uh, had refunded uh, uh, season ticket holders the money back, uh, and, and some schools did. I'm not sure if Auburn did, but but uh, when you lose that kind of revenue and everything, and uh, to my understanding, he was asked to sit down and talk to all the head coaches uh, in every sport at the university and uh, see how, how they could make cuts uh, in the spending uh habits or whatnot to, to try to conserve some money until they got out of this hard time. And uh, there was some kind of ruffle or some kind of whatever you want to call it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that, that was re- Bruce Pearl didn't want to go along with cutting here, cutting there. Some of the things were going on, and that caused some friction. And uh, to my understanding, uh, we talked about on the radio last year, uh, some guy was sent over to sit in the office uh, closely to uh, – Athletic the green and watch his uh, activities on a daily basis. Yep. Uh, the way he was doing things to monitor him. And when you got somebody doing something like that, then you know the guy's not going to be around here much longer. You got a guy that clearly had the college education, clearly uh, had been a deputy uh, AD at Ole Miss, so he knew the Southeastern Conference. He knew how to do things. Uh, went out on his own somewhere in Buffalo and uh, was had a team or whatever was under his direction that uh, I think might have won the conference title or something, went to a bowl game first time in many years or whatever it did and, and did good and knew how to handle people and, and raise money and, and was praised for raising money and stuff like that. And you bring him down here, and uh, I thought from whenever he made a public appearance or was talking on TV or, or whatever from what I saw that it looked like he represented the university well, well-spoken, real, real, well-rounded. Uh, you know, had ideas of, of doing things to elevate all programs at Auburn and, and have uh, programs be at an elite level. But yet you got somebody watching him. You got uh, people didn't want him, uh, this or that, didn't want to give a man a chance. You know, I thought we had turned the corner, so to speak. Uh, you know, was moving forward. Uh, you know, when you're talking about bringing in a black athletic director at a major university, uh, you're talking about, especially in the South, when you're talking about Auburn University, anybody for that go. You know, uh, I'm 52 years old and that's the first time something like that had ever happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Vanderbilt had a matter of fact. Vanderbilt did have a black AD. Uh, he retired, and I think either died or whatever, and a woman took his place, and that's great. But I'm talking about when you had a school like Auburn. Uh, Vanderbilt don't make any noise as far as headlines of winning games or anything. But when you had Auburn or any other big school in the Southeastern Conference or anywhere else, uh, especially whether it be South or Southwest. I mean, man, come on. I mean, you, 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 when you talk about hiring a black AD to do a job that uh, has previously not been open to him under any circumstances. I mean, you could be assistant. Things that got where you could be assistant here or there or something, but talking about being the head man, calling the shots, I mean, that's just rare. Your chances of getting struck by lightning is probably better. I mean, that just shows you how rare it is. And now the man has been uh, forced out. You know, they, they dressed it up. They they didn't want to fire him. They had to dress it up, make it look good, because you got to look at the future recruiting and all the program and all that. So they come up with some kind of deal, give him some hush money, and let him get out of town. But, I mean, I'm just disappointed. I, I thought the man would have had the opportunity to, to do the job the right way and do things where he could have uh, got Auburn in a position to do some things. But now, since he's ran out of town, the question is, how much longer would it be before Harsons ran out of town? Are you going to run the man out of town just a week before the uh, start of the – 2022 some football season, then uh, what are we going to do? I mean, when, if Harson gets in trouble with the Nittany Lions come calling or either the week after that when they play Missouri, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have a schedule in front of me, but I think that's what it is. 
Are they going to go ahead and run him out of town at that point? Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, with with Alan Green leaving, it, it's just going to make the scrutiny around Harson just. It's going to be having him under a microscope. Really, he's just going to be watched, and and if he doesn't win the right amount of games now. He's definitely going to be gone because now the the athletic director that hired him is now no longer with the programs. Um, so it's it's just going to be tough, and and it is unfortunate and disappointing. Um, you know, I'm 24, or excuse me, I'm 25, and and seeing a African American AD, a black AD, um, was something that was really cool, and and I appreciated that, especially with with Auburn, and. It's just upsetting that they couldn't let him do his job. They always had somebody watching watching over his shoulder. I don't blame him for leaving um, because I mean, I if I'm not allowed to do my job, why would I? Why would I stay? You know. Uh, so I, I agree with you, uh, Anthony. It, it is frustrating to see. You know, uh, be honest with you, I wish he just would have stayed to the term. I think his contract expires the first of the year, right? Yes, it expires December thirty first. I wish he just would have stayed at December 31st, let it expire, then it just to quit. But I understand maybe he was on a lot of pressure and, and didn't want to continue uh, being on, on a lot of stress or whatnot, but just probably would have stayed and let it expire and then maybe moved on. I don't know, but hopefully he made the best decision for him and his family. But I hope he can resurface, which I believe he will, but I hope it can be at a Power 5 school where he can be allowed to do what he needs to do. You know, these jobs like that don't come open every day, and, uh, and – you never know if it ever happened again. It could be 50 years for something like that, 100 years for something like that to happen again. And the opportunities like that, you know, you had to cherish those opportunities because, you know, as far as I know, he didn't get out there and get arrested for a DUI or anything yes, stupid or, or anything like that, that, derogatory like some people do. He's a very smart and, and distinguished and you, man. And you can't haul a re- uh, surface once that happens. But I tell you, I just hope something good happens. Guys, I got to go out. Catch y'all later. Yes, sir. Appreciate that phone call, Anthony. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 to join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Appreciate the perspective from Anthony there. And, again, you know, I, I think back to the beginning of that phone call to sum it up, that was a point that I had forgotten about when we were kind of s- summarizing why uh, it did not look good that Alan Green would get a formidable extension here uh, in January when the contract came up. Points back to what Anthony talked about. When you have someone watching over you to to see what you're doing, and, and I do remember some things there financially speaking where obviously, yes, and Steve brought this up earlier in the show too, where uh, pinching pennies to a degree. Look, I, I judge it from it, and look, some people are going to say that athletic departments have so much money, who cares, et cetera. But I kind of looked at it more from I'm just being a good business person and a good manager yeah, here, and I'm right just looking at, I'm looking at all of our uh, ways that we spend and make money, and I'm just making sure that we're doing things under a reasonable umbrella. Yeah, I, I just – it's – yeah, I, I just looking at it and watching the whole situation, he had somebody going over his shoulder all the time. It, it's just not something that you want to do while you're doing your job, and – like I said, like I told Anthony, I don't blame him at all. Um, you know, he wanted clarity on his contract from the begin um, towards the beginning. Uh, Anthony said, you know, he kind of wanted him to stay towards the end of the year. Well, I wouldn't want to stay towards the end of the year if I know that ultimately I'm going to be fired. You know, if if my job is if they're just saying, you know, basically 
you're going to do as well as Harson does is how we're going to do how we're going to view you year to year, whatever. Maybe he'll get he might get a year extra extension, maybe two years if Harson continues to do well. But it just kind of seemed like they were going to be that the one decision, the one big decision that he made in Harson that was going to be the determination of how his job was going to be viewed over the next few years if he did stay. Three three three. Excuse me. Three three four eight eight seven. I say that number too fast sometimes. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine to give your thoughts today. Of course, Alan Green no longer the athletic director at Auburn University. That's what most people are talking about. Just for a minute here, we've had James from Montgomery call back in. James, do you wanted uh, one final thought here? Yes, um, about the last caller on Anthony sure. about the games that are going to be coming up in September. Um, well, with with Mercer, that's going to be our first win against uh, San Jose State. That's going to be our second win against Penn State. I'm going to be watching Penn State this weekend. I'm going to be watching them this Saturday. I'm going to be watching them really closely because I think you know last last. Uh, year we played in Penn State. We went up there to uh, to their to their stadium, and I thought that when um, Bo Nix was actually the quarterback, I thought we were going to win that game. But I thought when that game was actually being played, I knew that Penn State wasn't even going to win. It was all Auburn because I had Auburn favored to win that game, and what these. Uh, well, whatever goes on before the games, I think some of the referees, they know who's going to win what game before the actual game starts. And it, it just doesn't make any sense. Really? What, what else you got? What else you think about, James? Well, I'm just saying that if Brian Harson wins this year, I think we might go like a 12 and like a straight – 12 wins yeah. without no losses. Undefeated season? Yes, because now, like Alabama, let's take Alabama. Let's take the University of Alabama's head coach, Nick Saban, at the age of 70, doing a contract coaching extent to 2030. Where, where, where are these people in, 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 where are these sports analysts getting their information from? What coach out here in the SEC or any college has been, you know, extending their college uh, coaching extent that long? I mean, college is only a college coach should be in coaching for four years, and that's about it. You know, like Nick Saban, they're saying Nick Saban, he has won more championships than Paul Bear Bryant. That's not even correct. I've uh, looked at it, James. It, hmm? it, it is correct, James. Uh, he, he's he's won one more now than than Bear Bryant. And look, look. Obviously, you should get a, and talk about the four year thing. I think coaches should always get about four years to see if they're growing the program. But uh, coaches always. I mean, if they're good, they always coach longer yep, than four years. And so there's there's several guys now that have contracts that are or seven or eight years out in advance. Think of Kirby Smart and the extension he signed at Georgia and, mm-hmm. and Jimbo Fisher uh, signed mm-hmm. a huge 10-year deal at Texas A&M. So some of these contracts mm-hmm. are common amongst the game's top coaches. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, uh, Nick Saban did win a couple of championships when he was there, but they had a couple of 
um, losing seasons in the past before Nick Saban actually came along. Uh, that's what I was trying to, you know, determine. And I was, you yeah, know, with trying... Mike Shula as the head coach. Yeah. Yeah, because when when Mike Shula was there, that's when their that's when their football program was like falling apart, and Mike Shula was trying to rebuild that program. But with a lot of people that I talked to in Tuscaloosa, they were they were saying like so many games that Alabama has won over the course of their over the course of their history, and I looked at it like the the different um, games that all, that Alabama has ever won was in 1925, and that was like what I could say a hundred like. You know, that was so many moons ago. And, you know, Alabama, I mean, where would Alabama's um, career would actually go? Who will be the next head coach in a few years after Nick Saban retires? Who's, who's going to step up? And that will be a several-million-dollar question for sure. And, look, James, we appreciate you calling back in, but we will have to get to some other calls here. But we do appreciate you calling in today. All right. Sounds good in War Eagle. I'll talk to you all on Monday. Sounds good. War Eagle, that is James from Montgomery on our Auburn Bank phone line. Appreciate him calling back in and giving in a few more thoughts. Uh, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9 on our Auburn Bank phone line. Still got a couple more callers to get to here. Jeff from Columbus. Jeff joins us now. Jeff, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm sorry I'm playing uh, playing trains and automobiles with y'all. <laughs> oh, good. I don't know what I'm Okay. Hey, man, uh, I'm an emotional wreck right now. Uh, I think I might have hurt Steve's feelings, and I surely didn't mean to. I'm not sure what shallow means. Maybe it – does that mean inconsiderate? Am am I smarter than a fifth grader? Does that mean inconsiderate? Because I sure didn't mean to be. Uh, I was just saying about the tickets yesterday. I only assumed he had two tickets. He only mentioned – the kick six and the what was that the the miracle the miracle of Jordan Hare or something so prayer at Jordan Hare uh, yep prayer yeah you know so I just assumed he was saving just ones that uh, you know were wins and victories and I was just picking you know I, it seems like a couple of weeks ago he said bring it on but he got real emotional over just some tickets so I don't know how much. He wants us to bring it on. Uh, uh, got me a little puzzled. But, hey, um, uh, you know, just take a picture. If you, you know, I, uh, if, if, if you go to a game and it's all about, you know, the tailgating and stuff, man, take pictures. You know, you don't need to preface it with a ticket. <laughs> but, um, hey, uh, Anthony just said, and it, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of gets me or rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why, but Georgia had a black athletic director, what, 15 years ago. Okay, I got – yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, it, it wasn't about his race or color. I mean, it's – I mean, he – he. I'm not going to bring it up, but, yeah, he got fired. Uh-huh. Okay? And that doesn't mean that he was a bad athletic director. He just did things against the – uh, you know, that weren't reasonable to be the head of a university's athletic department. So they've been around. You know, it's not a black or white thing. It's the right person for a job. And I wonder if uh, Anthony would like uh, 
Green to be the athletic director at uh, Alabama. You know, uh, I mean, there, it it just I guess it just rubs me the wrong way when certain things are said. But um, uh, you know that the 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 student, you know, the athletic training facility and stuff like that. That's been going on, like you said, five years. That's been going on forever. It took Georgia forever to get a training facility. And it's because you got to keep up with the Joneses. Right. You know, right. Honestly, by the time these teams finally agree to getting the new facility, it's almost out of date. Yeah, out of date. and, And what do you think it costs to build right now? Everything has gone up, you know. Right. So I, you know, the stadium, the the building they're building now is not going to come in at budget, right? It's going to be over budget. And speaking of that, and that's what is Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. Do they financially? You look at them. Uh, you see all the time that it, you know, in the in the polls or not in the polls in the ranking the universities by money and stuff like that, Auburn's up there. So why why do they, I guess, is that the athletic director's job or is that the president's job to say where it goes, whether it goes to taking money from the athletic fund and putting it towards, you know, building a new engineering school? Well, well, certainly the president is going to give an overall budget of what athletics just as a whole can can spend. But everything within the athletics umbrella is going to be up to Alan Green if he wants to allocate it to football, basketball, volleyball, you know, whatever it might be. He gets free reign on that. Now, obviously, there's going to be other inputs and what what preferences from other people within the the university, but. You know, there there's a there's a budget, or there's at least a guideline on what to on how much to spend uh, coming from above him. But then, what's spent within athletics is up to him. Okay, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. Are Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn should be, you know, they get the same money from the SEC. They split that right and stuff and revenue. Right. So, why would Auburn be behind? Is what I'm getting at. Is it is it is it alumni, or or is it the actual? Are they spending the money? You know, is Georgia or Alabama spending their money all on athletic? You know, dorms and stuff like that. Whereas uh, Auburn's got to go out and get funding from alumni. I guess does that make any sense? Yeah. No. And I I think there's multiple different possibilities there. Uh, one could include that. Um, you know, cert, they just they don't allow as much money as the other schools, even though they could. I mean, that, that's up again. That could be up to the president. Um, there's also okay. just the possibility that maybe other schools are spending too much, and they shouldn't be spending all that money because maybe the because again we talk about there's only a couple of sports that actually bring in revenue. So it's not like all yeah, these sports, even if they're successful everywhere, right. are bringing in all, all this money. It's really just football and basketball and, to some little degree, baseball. So it, it's also possible other universities just spend over what they're supposed to. But do you think that's the case? And I'm, and I'm saying Georgia and Alabama just because – not because I'm a Georgia fan, but you see it. I mean, 
do you think Georgia and Alabama are going to go broke from what they spend? No. Do you think they're having to borrow money? No, I don't think that. I, I'm just saying that I think okay. that they probably dip into maybe some of the money that they they make in non-athletics form. I'm saying that maybe they make in some of just the okay. university at large. Okay, and so that wouldn't – so Alan Green couldn't go to the president and say, hey, we've got all this money. We want a new sports complex. We Instead, he's got to go to the alumni to get them to, you know – Probably. Uh, very possible. Really? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know for sure. I, I'm just. I'm just kind of routing out suggestions here of what what could be happening. I. But again, I don't get to look at the finances of of Auburn University compared to their athletic department and, and that sort of thing. Well, and then that's what I was getting at is being the athletic director. Besides the the involvement from from the boosters and stuff like that, a harder job than it is at other universities? These are great questions, Jeff. I, I wish I had okay, all I'm the sorry. answers for you, but I, I really yeah. I really couldn't tell you um, at, at the end of the okay. day. I just didn't know. I just thought, you know, you just figured like, okay, everybody's on equal footing, but I guess it's up to the university president. As Is he the chief financial officer? Is he the one that says this money goes here, this money goes there? Right. These are great questions, Jeff, that we will have to ponder during this time out. But we appreciate the phone call, Jeff. Hey, you all have a great weekend. You too, too. Jeff. We do appreciate the phone call. That is Jeff from Columbus on our Auburn Bank phone line. Some great questions there about the finances of Auburn University that I'm sure a lot of people would love to know. I would love to know. Uh, It does bring up questions because Auburn does seem to treat their money a little bit closer to the vest than others. So that's why these questions come do it. Look, I don't think Auburn is in financial difficulties at the end of the day. I'll leave it at that. That is the end of hour number two. Terry will be our next phone call on the other side of this timeout. You're listening to the Friday edition of Sports Call. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Final hour of Sports Call getting going right here. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. I'm Ryan LaVoy finishing this out for J.J. Jackson. He is going to Borgard High School tonight as they have another matchup there uh, at Borgard High School. Uh, I'm with Cam Berry. My name is Ryan LaVoy. And uh, having a good time on this Friday talking to all of you, the wonderful callers, uh, as we've had a lot to discuss at some point uh, 
in hour number three, we will try and talk some AFC West division. That was the original show plan The Wild West. Talk some NFC and AFC West. We were able to squeeze in some NFC West talk uh, in hour number two. If you missed that, go back and listen to the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. But for now, let's stick with the theme of the show, which is your calls. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger net tiger nine to join us on the auburn bank phone line next up terry from auburn terry from auburn formerly of talladega joins us terry how are you doing doing great ryan cam how y'all doing doing, doing well. well sir great um guys I, i'm growing just a little bit tired of hearing the skin color issue his dismissal and departure from auburn had nothing to do with that or very little to do with that i don't say nothing very little but really more of what had more to do with it, he wasn't part of that good old boy network that, that some of those board members really want and that's why I think Scott Etheridge is going to be your next athletic director because he is a good old boy network. Case in point, Jay Jacobs, if goes, was there any bigger kiss-up than Jay Jacobs? Right. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously with what uh, Brian Harson's going through, I mean, look, he is uh, he's not a part of what the board wanted, and he's right. not a part of their system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that where – I think where Anthony or, or – I think it was Anthony brought up was going yeah. with that with, with the race thing was – Basically, of someone like checking in on on Alan Green while he was there. But again, you know, I mean, you can say it was that. You can also say um, it's it's because this administration trusts no one that's not their own own people because right, I mean, they don't right, trust exactly. their head coach nope. either. Uh, you know, it, it could be both in that scenario. But certainly, I mean, anyone that has ties because since they did go outside of Auburn's network for this this past AD hire, I mean, you're. Everything we know, what's going on in Auburn the last eighteen months or so, and the fact that they were willing to go outside once means they're not going outside this time. And make no mistake about this, guys. Uh, his job was to go to those, those trustees, and those trustees would go to the alumni. That's how that works. Okay, right. That, that, right. that that's how that works because the a lot of the alumni are the trustees are the alumni. <laughs> so right, you know that's that's how that works. So when it comes to funds and anything, you want to build a new arena or whatever, you know, stadium, whatever. You know, whatever. But I just think if people underestimate that, you've got to be part of that network for them to totally accept you. And, and Brian Harson's biggest supporter just got just got let go. Right. So it's more imperative now, and he has a good year. But what's more imperative than that, guys, is he has a good recruiting year to show where the program is headed. And that's always been my argument with Brian Harson. I've never felt like Brian Harson wanted to be at Auburn. I've not backed off that. And there's people disagree with me, and that's fine. This is just a personal feeling based on some people I know in the area. That's that's all it is. So, but that's you know that's neither you know that and nothing will get you nothing. Well, so and ironically, Terry, I mean they got a four star wide receiver today that got completely blown over because about an I'd hour later, better, yeah, Ryan, I felt better for an offensive lineman. Well, sure, I know, but you got to get you got to get twenty five to thirty people in there, and I, mm-hmm. I I understand the offensive line. Wow, offensive line. Uh, is certainly the, the the area that for years, I mean, not just Brian Harson for five, six years now, has been the under-recruited element of the team uh, by far. But, uh, I mean, I just pointing out, hey, it's the top 200 player, it's a quality guy, and then, yeah, it doesn't matter because something <laughs> something nuclear happened about an hour later. Uh, that's like that's like if, if a guy owns, has a tremendous cook in a restaurant, he's awesome at cooking. Yeah, but who ordered it? So that, that's if you're a wide receiver, you may be a great player, but who's going to throw you the ball? And sure. I ain't seen the quarterback complete a pass yet laying on his rear end. Well, sure, and uh, so that's why they got to block better. Agreed. Yeah, um, I just the guys. I mean, you got. I can't emphasize enough 
the the good old boy network and its power there and that in that boardroom and overall throughout the Auburn University. That's what controls all that. That's what that's where the listen people. I, I used to make the joke about Jay Jacobs that when he retired, he ought to go out to Las Vegas and get a job with Jeff Dunham because he's used to working with somebody's got their hand in his back or his rear and make sure he says and does the right things. <laughs> so all right, that's what he did. I mean, everybody knew everybody knew he was a puppet. Right. I mean, that is as simple as that's why when I heard a five and nineteen yuts. Right. So, I mean, uh, I, I made the statement yesterday. I said, you know, I, I cried when they hired Gene Chizik, but I know people that cried from laughter in Iowa to get him away from them. Sure. Yeah, that, they, they that's they still an all-time, all-time weird one. Yeah. I just can't. That one, that one still blows my mind. That he goes 3-9, and nine and, and Gus Malzahn, was critical where he turned around and went 11-2 and two with that same team, insert Nick Marshall. Right. Yep. So. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, no problem, Terry. Terry. Enjoyed the phone call. Appreciate it. That's uh, Terry from Auburn, formerly of Talladega. On our Auburn Bank phone line, we've had a slew of calls today. Yeah. And look, it's football season. It's big news. And, it's uh, time. It's not great news. And look, uh, there, there has just not been a lot of great news the last no. uh, 18 to 24 months at Auburn. And I don't know what exactly is going to happen to hopefully change it. We are looking towards something. Hopefully it's just a surprisingly good football season this year. Oh, but, man, uh, I, that They will actually play this out on the field starting in eight days if you're Auburn and, and most of the country. Uh, of course, we have our projections that it will not be <laughs> what we want it to be. But, uh, look, you know, trying to put a, a, a bow, I guess, on this. And, of course, we'll welcome any more phone calls here in this last hour. But uh, the reality is, and it's what everyone to differing, differing degrees has hit on, there is just a gross mistrust and overreach of power with people that have money around Auburn. And to to be clear, Auburn is not the only place where this happens, but it is one of the most prevalent places yep. where it happens, and it's been happening ever more frequently as of late. And so it is affecting the way Auburn is conducting its sports business right now. Very and that, much so. and that is the reality of it. And um, it, it makes things very unsettling because it then tells the people that would uh, be good hires and good fits here, it tells them that they might otherwise not be good fits here because, well, they're going to have to... Answer to these people. Exactly. exactly. Instead of answering to themselves and running their own programs. Um, I, I'm not to in, sorry to interrupt. No, you, you go for it. You go for it. It's just, man, it's just something that is just so puzzling and so frustrating where it's like, get your hand out of the cookie jar. Just let the coach be the coach. I, if the coach is not doing well after three or four years at the program, I understand. You let him go. He's yep. not going in the right direction. I get it. But y'all wanted people wanted to fire Harson after year one. After year one. Yep. Because of what he didn't because of four games he didn't turn the he didn't turn the program around in the blink of an eye. Right. I don't understand what you expect from somebody to do that. You you have to build a program. You it's just it's just how things are. I get it. The transfer portal makes things a little bit easier, but again, as a whole, you still have to recruit better, right? And and that was one of his biggest things last year was recruitment. This year, I think he's doing a lot better with recruitment. I don't know if you agree or disagree, Ryan. I think he's starting to get there. I, uh, I think he's getting the he's qual- getting good quality. Quality, yeah, but he's got yes, they got to get more guys. Yeah, he got to get quantity. And I understand that. So I'm looking at Auburn's current 2023 class: four-star center Braden Jorder, four-star safety Terrence Love, 
four-star running back Jeremiah Cobb, four-star wide receiver Carmelo English, four-star edge Wilkie Denod, four-star edge uh, Ashley Williams Jr., three-star athlete J.C. Hart, um, three-star wide receiver Dequavius Sori, who some I've seen some places I've seen say more he's a four-star. Four yeah, yeah, I've seen that he's a four-star. So it overall, he's not um, Auburn's class for 2023 is ranked number 56 and number 13 in the SEC. That's not great. That's obviously. not good. That's, that's not, not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not good. Um, but we've got some guys in the 2024 class already as well, and you can just get a few more guys in the 2023 class, build off what we can do with this season. Moving forward, I think that will bring more attention and more guys of interest into the program. Well, and, and look, Brian Harson has said it, as I've mentioned on the show before, and this was his message at SEC Media Days and, and is his message to his recruits, and it says, just watch. Just watch. And and look, that's a doubling down on he understands that they need to have a good season this year because you don't you don't say that message uh, if you're trying to build a, a program three, four years down the line. You're, you're saying that you've already going to have palpable improvement yep. this year and that it is going to be worth the big-time recruits committing to that improvement. And so, look, they're banking on they're banking on exceeding expectations and getting people really excited about what's going on and then having a wave of recruits. And it's – look, it's, it's dangerous. They're either going to get a wave of recruits, they're going to get a wave of momentum, they're going to break through this, this wall and, and have a better-than-expected year, or they're going to they're gonna face plant, and it's yeah. going to be really rough. It's going to um, be rough. But, you know, I, I think with the one-year thing of Brian Harson, as you were talking about that, you know, people – I don't – I hope people did not expect – and I know – I'm talking more about the fans. I'm not talking about the board of trustees. The board of trustees have expectations that we can't fathom because they change de- depending on how close their relationship right. is to the people in, involved. Uh, in, involved are. Um, but, look, there will never be a smoother transition than what happened with, with Gus Malzahn when he was the head coach because anytime you have somebody that is here for a longer period of time that does not leave because of retirement or just getting too old right. or mutual, when, when you're saying you have to do something very different but the coach has been here for a long time, that makes the revival, that makes the, the challenge greater. That, that makes it more difficult because you've done something for so long one way and you're trying to change it in the other way. When Gene Shizik was canned, well, he had only been at Auburn four years and Gus was there for three of them and the, the only three acceptable ones. He was not here for the three nine years. So you're bringing in the best part right. of two eight-win teams and a national championship team Continuity. amongst the coaching staff. You're yep. bringing the best part of that back to you and you're changing things just minorly. You're not trying a whole it's not a full revamp because it was yep. just one awful year that got the coach fired, and he was only here four years. But Gus, transitioning from Gus to Brian Harson, Gus was obviously at Auburn from 2013 to 2020. That's double the amount of time that Chizik was here. So when it's still a, a divorce at the end of the day, a, a, a not a Gus Malzahn is retiring, not a Gus Malzahn nope. is not healthy enough to coach anymore, a – Auburn did not want to employ Gus Malzahn any further as the head coach. That's eight years of something, and you're trying to do something very different than that. It is not going to be the smooth 
you know, prior administration takeover. Nope. And so I'm not saying you can sit here for three years and be six and six, but no. it was ine- inevitable that you were going to drop some. And this is what I argued with people going into last year. It's like if you wanted the best possible 2021, you should have just kept Gus Malzahn right. because you know he could succeed uh, against Alabama and Georgia to varying degrees at home, which is where they were played. He had a veteran quarterback, uh, uh, you know, a roster that had uh, really all back from 2020 pretty much. If you wanted a 2021 to be awesome, you just kept Gus, or uh, awesome relatively speaking. You want to have a nine-win team or so, you just keep Gus for 2021. Um, and then if he falls short of that, then it's so easy because 2022, you're, you're at Bama, you're at Georgia, you know the schedule's tough. Then that's when the 2022 guy has to cut his teeth and, and, and go forward and has a pretty low starting point, and he builds up from that. But they, they brought in Brian Harson to a situation where they kind of thought they, they could still be okay, but you can't be okay you can't. when you're doing something completely different. And that's where it got lost in translation with people because you had – segments of the team that seem so good yep. that surely they'll be way better than six and six. But then you had all, all just a painful cultural change that you're doing things completely different. And believe yep. it or not, it's not one size fits all for every player out there. Players respond differently to different attitudes. And so look, Gus and Brian Harson are different people. Very not different only people. just schematically, like they, they run their programs differently. They rule with different attitudes. So it was always going to be a culture a, shock. A dip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, so anything you want? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I just rambled no. there, but soapbox. <laughs> that, so yes. I, I thought the soapbox would be on athletic director. I, the soapbox was on a uh, was on Brian Hart's yeah. coaches. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, I I, I agree with you. Um, just allowing somebody to build the program to give them a chance to create whatever kind of continuity to do whatever they need to do to get their program at least in the right direction it just takes time no plain and simple no ifs ands or buts there's no way around it building the program especially in the vision of the head coach that you've hired in his vision it just takes takes time that's all i can say i mean and like you said gus and and brian are were just are just completely different people running their programs completely different ways Brian Harson's more right down in there with you where during practices, doing the drills with you. So and so. I mean he's just that's just how he is as a guy. He's doing he's lifting the weights with you. He's doing all that stuff with you. Gus was just kind of more of a watch from the outside kind of guy and um still, you know, implemented his offense, but still, you know, just kind of like a softer spoken almost guy in the sense of more buddy uh, yeah, buddy with more players. buddy buddy with the players more kind of almost i wouldn't say coddling the players but almost in a sense of like that he's just kind of like the nice guy coach there, everybody's like yeah like he's like he's a goofy oh, yeah, dude yeah, he's just kind of kind of goofy but it, you know yeah it's it's just frustrating to see that he it's almost like i'll i'll say that justin lee uh, he put out an article today where it said uh he quoted Brian Harson was really essentially set up to fail um even if he looks like even if he actually is a failure you can never say that he was ever set up to be successful at auburn in the first place um so you know we just have to see i hope that i hope that he comes out of this season still at auburn i hope that we i I just hope that he just proves everybody wrong honestly I, i just hope that he just comes out and just kicks people in the mouth um, because of, I mean, the stuff that they tried to do to him last year, I would just come out with like an 
absolute vengeance. But that's just me personally. Um, especially if he's had. I think everyone wants to see him have. Oh my god! I, I, I just, I would be on a rampage because I want to prove everybody wrong and be like, I can win here. I can do everything you said that you don't. You say I'm not right for this place. I'm going to show you that I'm right for this place. And we will again. The beauty in all of this is we're talking about it. We've been talking about it. They're about to go do it on the field. Eight days till Auburn. Gets going, and look, we've still got some week zero college football. So, I'll tell you what, when we come back, we'll again we'll go through that AFC West preview as promised, but we'll also take a look ahead to tomorrow because college football will be kicked off. Yeah, tomorrow. this is Sports Call Tiger ninety five point nine. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Jake Crane, host of The J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Continuing on this Friday afternoon, Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, take you the last half hour or so on this Friday edition of Sports Call. Nothing going on in the city of Auburn or at Auburn University today, so it's been a very <laughs> light show so far. Um, of course, kidding. And also, oh, that was man. another shout-out, if you did not hear Cheeburger, Cheeburger closing down. Uh, getting the natives restless. I, I do not know what is going on in downtown Auburn, for uh, the record. Um, yeah. Things, sad, things are changing. Sad things, and a lot of things are changing. Uh, indeed. Uh, so, as promised, uh, we got about 15, 20 minutes left in the show. Want to get to a, a quick AFC West preview. Got to give them their their 10 minutes in the sun as well. And look, wild, this is a West. it's a bright sun because oh my gosh. Uh, all four of these teams can make playoffs. And, Cam, I'm just going to give you like an open-ended question. Uh, JJ did three things. Just give me a couple things that you yourself – are interested in that you want to find out about this AFC West division? Um, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how well the Broncos do. Uh, adding the addition of Russell uh, Russell Wilson is is major. I mean, they seem to be like almost a quarterback away from at least making a push for the playoffs, and so they went out and got a very extremely talented quarterback in uh, Russell Wilson. They have a talented running back um, in Javante Williams? Yeah, from North Carolina. Yes, yep. Javante Williams. Um, I mean, very talented defensive guys. Uh, they have Justin Simmons. They have um, – oh, man, I'm ugh, losing my mind here real quick. Um, Pat uh, Pat Sertain, Bradley Chubb. I mean, just talent all over. Randy Gregory, talent all over the – all over the place. Um, and I mean, that's not even to mention their wide receiver core on the offense. Um, so they, they're going to be an exciting team. The AFC West is just going to be extremely powerful this year. Um, that's just kind of how it's going to be. Um, curious to see how, how well the chiefs are going to do. They lost um, Patrick Mahomes lost his best target in, in a uh, wow. Tariq Hill. Um, 
he's not he's in Miami now and so it's just going to be a matter of can he continue can that offense continue to score well because you know the defense is still not going to be absolutely great um especially they lost Tyron Matthew um on the defense side of the ball so uh that's going to be kind of a hole out there at at uh safety um but they have the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster um who left Pittsburgh and we just you just got to see how how well they're going to do if they can maintain winning uh, the AFC West. The Raiders are definitely going to be a team that is going to be exciting to watch, at least at the very least exciting. Um, going to be solid on defense. Got the addition of Chandler Jones, um, you know, and then they have some pieces there. Um, but the offense, obviously, the biggest addition was Devontae Adams um, and him reuniting with Derek Carr. Um Fresno State teammates that's going to be a big time thing for them to um, you know regain that connection and just kind of keep up what they what they had going on in college um, because they want to try and win the division you know the Raiders have kind of always been the the team that's been just just kind of like right right there Um, Derek Carr had a really really good season um, a few years ago um, was in the discussion for MVP. I, I can't remember exactly what year it was. I want to say 2016, maybe 2017. But then he broke his uh, he broke his hand, um, and they. I don't even think they ended up making the playoffs. Um, I can't exactly remember the exact scenario. Um, so he has the potential to play very, very well. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, just you just kind of have to see. Like I said, this this is a division that is wide open in the sense of it's going to be so competitive it's probably going to come down to the wire because every team's going to be winning probably 13 ish games um and then last but not least you have the chargers um another team extremely talented especially on the offensive side um mike williams at receiver obviously you have justin herbert at quarterback austin eckler at at running back and you have keenan allen as well um so that's an offense that you know their biggest thing is going to continue to be um, protecting Justin Herbert. If, if you can keep him protected, he'll be able to sit back there in the pocket and just kind of pick apart defenses. Um, kind of that's what he do. They they added a lot of uh, some talent um, on the defensive side of the ball. Khalil Mack is a very big addition, going to be a huge help um, on that defensive line um, next to Joey Bosa. It's just going to be absolutely major. Um, they're going to be coming after quarterbacks like crazy. Uh Got J.C. Jackson in free agency, signed him away from the Patriots, um, and that's just locking down your your edges, your corners. Um, and then they re-signed um, Derwin James, got him got him on the field, and and so it's just it's just going to be an extremely competitive division. I mean, just top to bottom, they could literally that division could all be in the playoff, like in the playoffs that entire division all four of those teams could be in the playoffs yeah and the good news is i mean look uh you get three wild cards now uh in the nfl and yeah so in the past you it, one team just could literally could not make it now technically you can the problem is you're gonna beat each other up a little bit there's other yep. <laughs> the afc if you're if your name is not jacksonville Dude. houston or uh or the jets i mean I, everybody else man is tough um absolutely tough you know I, I when I think about this division, I still had Denver Denver last. Yeah, even with Russell Wilson. I, and, I mean, I don't disagree with and you. And I was looking at this football team to summarize for so they went seven and ten last year, but they were seven and six, 
and what ended their season effectively was a 15 to 10 loss to Cincinnati and a 17 to 13 loss to Vegas. Close. Two games where their defense were great yes. and they didn't have any offense. Yep. So Russell Wilson should help that. That was the number major. They were the number three scoring defense in the NFL last year, but they were the only the number 23 scoring offense uh, on on yep. that side of the ball. But nevertheless, like I like even though Russell Wilson is really good, like I just I don't know. I, I, I still think they're last because of the upgrades as you kind of flew through them there. You know, honestly, like I'm just I this is gonna be an interesting year for Kansas City because yes. like this is the first year they probably lost more than they added Agreed. in the last two or three years. And so the teams that probably added the most in the AFC, other than Miami, would be Right there, yep. Uh, with yeah, everyone, but with with Russell Wilson, with what you said with Khalil Mack, uh, J.C. Jackson from the yep. Patriots, one of one of the best corners in the league, and then also with the Raiders. I mean, yeah, they added a receiver, Devontae Adams. Yeah, is who? It's all that they added. One right. of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, they got Chandler Jones from Arizona, as we talked about earlier. So they've got a a better pass rusher now, or at least another pass rusher right. now, because Max Cros- Crosby's already pretty good. Yep. I just I this division is strong. Um, <laughs> it is very good. It will be very the best division good. in football. Oh, I'll easily. tell you that. Oh, easily. Um, the AFC North was going to have a chance, but now that Deshaun's out for half the year and Cleveland's a mess yeah. and Pittsburgh's still under, un, undecided, yeah. they're out of it. So I, I am just I, I got to look at some of these schedules more closely. I believe the AFC West, as I look at it. They are matched up with the NFC West, which is going to give just fabulous <laughs> games when the Rams Absolutely are involved in all these. Amazing football. Yeah, Rams and 49ers involved in all this. All these California yeah. games are oh, going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the other AFC division that they're hooked up with is not as exciting. They're hooked up with the AFC South. So Tennessee and Indianapolis will be good opponents for yes. all these teams, but Houston and Jackson will be easy wins. So that's important, though, because, look, I, you've got six tough games in this division, Very. no matter which team you are playing, whatever. Very tough games. Six tough games that, I honestly, if you just go three and three, you should pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Um, win your home game. Win, <laughs> win your home, win your home games. Yeah, win your I home mean, it's all I've got Agreed. for the Um But I don't know. If you, I'm going to I'm gonna make you pick one because I'll pick one too. Okay. We didn't do this with the NFC, but that's fine. If you had to pick one, who are you? who do you like to win the division? Who do you like? Oh, the Chargers. You go Chargers? Yeah, okay. Definitely the Chargers. I love I've said this five times this offseason. I just love that they've maximized the rookie contract of Justin Herbert. Yeah. Contracts in the NFL are are so short term anyway. Sign these vets for one, two, three year deals. And I know you're gonna have to pay Herbert all the money in, in two years, but get take advantage of the fact take that it. he's making a fraction what all these other, you know, Rodgers and Mahomes yes. and Brady, all these guys. Making a fraction of it, so so make the rest of your football team worth more talented than these them. other teams. Yes, I lean Chargers. I shouldn't bet against Mahomes. I know, right? I also kind of want to pick Vegas second, though. <laughs> I feel it. Dude. I don't. It's I just feel it. again. I feel like I feel decent about Denver last, but I. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go Chargers because yeah. I just admire that so much because that's a great general managing aspect yeah. right there. 
I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to be the bold part. I'm going to go Raiders second, though. Ooh. I think KC still makes second? the playoff. Yeah. I think they still make the playoffs at like 11 and 6. Oh, that's crazy. But I think we're talking like 13 and 4 LAC, 12 and 5 Vegas, 11 and 6 Kansas City. We'll go like 9 and 8 Denver. We'll go Sheesh. two games back there. Oh, but, man. That's going to be an absolutely loaded division. It, it will be. So, all right. few minutes left before we got to take our final break. We transition now back to the wonderful sport of college football. That's totally not dramatic at all. Woo! And we have week zero this weekend. All right. What does that mean? That means, uh, as I count them out right now to myself, there are 11 college football games involving a Division One team this weekend. I'm going to quickly read through them all. Cam, you'll give a quick sentence or two on each matchup and just say, this is fun, you should watch this because of this, or (laughs) I would ignore the mess out of this game. It's football, but I don't care. All right, so 11 a.m., and already a typo in the ESPN app. It shows Western Kentucky with UAB's logo. That is not how that works. But 11 a.m., CBS Sports Network, Western Kentucky, and Austin P. Probably can avoid um, that yeah, one. Yeah, you can probably not watch that one. Because that's a group of five team with an FCS team. Yeah. Western Kentucky, had, if Bailey Zappi was back, yeah. who threw for a million true, and a true, half true. yards That would have been fun to watch. That would have been interesting. But that's 11 a.m. CBS Sports Network. 11.30, I think the bona fide best game of the day. Scott Frost. Ah. It's not even Nebraska. Scott Frost versus Northwestern in Ireland. Nebraska's favored by 11, by the way. Does that I, surprise you? I, actually, yes. Um, but also, I wish they had kind of picked Notre Dame for that game. They have been but, over there before, but it was several years ago. But, you know. Uh, I understand, not, though. Yeah, not, you know, Nebraska, Northwestern, two teams that, like, I don't really care about. But um, one I of mean, those coaches is probably not having their job next year. Yeah, week. probably not. Even though Fitzgerald's been at Northwestern yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time, they've had a couple Scott rough Fro- ones yeah, now. And Scott Frost has, has struggled at Nebraska. Right. Um, but they're playing in Ireland. So that's cool. It is cool, ish. Ish. Bra- he asked Bray Marcello. He's just like, just please don't do this again. Yeah. But all right, two thirty CBS Sports Network, UNLV, Idaho State. That one could be FBS team in trouble. Alert. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I say about that. UNLV is just unconscionably bad at football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of annoying because I would want to go play in Vegas personally. I, I know you oh can't do as much as an 18-year-old. But, but it is hot, man. But uh, it is. And talking to – we talked to our good friend Trevon Reed about this one time, and he just said, I was out there for a camp, and they just have no facility at all. This is just, just like – it's just they don't care. Like yeah, they, don't they don't put care. money into yeah, it. See? So that's why, but still, it's kind of infuriating. 3 o'clock, FS1, Division One. Or, or I should say FBS pillow fight of the day. <laughs> Both these teams in the FBS. Utah State and UConn. If you were with us last year, you know that UConn and Vanderbilt was the most anticipated horrific game we've ever seen. <laughs> Vandy sneaked it out. They did oh, beat UConn last year. I believe that, man. That's just too funny. If this were basketball, I might be more interested, but yeah. uh, unfortunately it is not. Um, yeah. 3 o'clock, Big, Big Ten Network, Wyoming at Illinois. I don't Fighting know. Illinois. Wyoming has their moments as a 7 or 8-win team. Illinois true. has their moments as a 4-win team. Also true. 4 o'clock, Mike Norvell needs it. Needs <laughs> Florida, it. State, like, Florida State versus Duquesne. Like, needs it. Needs a good year Bad. this year. Needs a, a at least a 9-win season. Yeah, that's on the ACC Network, 4 o'clock. 
6 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. We have a conference game. It's from Conference USA. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. So there's a hmm. small conference battle there. I, I will at least keep up with the score, as interested CUSA parties would like to know. Word. Wink, wink. 7.15 on the ACC Network. North Carolina and Florida A&M will happen. There was actually a rumor today that Florida A&M was not going to make the plane because they have 20-something ineligible players. They put it up to a vote, and the Jeez. Florida A&M players do want to play. So that game in Chapel Thrill will happen. Carolina and Florida A&M, you probably avoid that one, though. Yeah. 7-15. Oh, come on. Me, I, just, I, I will to, be watching it, and you know why, but uh, most Carolina, of the public can avoid that one. I need North Carolina to drop like a 70-piece. Yeah, that, that, that's, your, that's your candidate for biggest whooping of the day. Like I need a solid 70. Because it's already Florida A&M, but like I said, they're going to miss like 20 or 25 yeah, players. Yeah, so. 10 touchdowns, easy. 8 o'clock, another conference USA game, actually. North Texas and UTEP. So a couple Texas schools there. Yeah. There's no television list for that one. That might be stadium. Yep, it is stadium. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. 9 o'clock, ESPN2, Nevada, and New Mexico State. Again, if it was basketball, I might be kind of interested. Yeah, those two programs actually yeah. make the tournament every year <laughs> yeah. in basketball. So, yeah, yeah. they're smaller conferences. And then the last... Matchup of the night, 9.30. Please watch this. Everyone watch this. Yeah. Everyone do Every it. Every single person get on and watch Vandy this. is favored by 9.5. No way. 9.5, they're favored as they go to Hawaii. They're favored. This is the closest thing to a bowl game they will have. Dude, please. How many people go to Aloha Stadium for that one? Oh, man. How... Oh. Is it a, Are they excited that an SEC school there is there, no, or, or do they realize be. that it's Vanderbilt? It's Vanderbilt, and it's like, exactly. You know. Playing New Mexico State is what it's like. <sighs> it's like, yeah, we're playing an SEC team. Ah, oh, it's Vanderbilt. It's like, okay, well, and we're not even favored. Well, maybe we can get a win because we're at home. I don't know. <laughs> go, go Rainbows. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of favoring Hawaii in that one. I'm not gonna like go on the record oh of that, but <laughs> I just, I need, I would like Vanderbilt for God's sake to win that game, that but would, I just, I don't know. That would be bad. Also, want to remind everybody plug the website here real quick we did do monthly predictions on who would score the most points in week zero we had we do sports sports call monthly predictions each and every month if you go to the website we did make monthly predictions on who would score the most i would assume florida state and north carolina as there are acc opponents playing fcs opponents probably got a lot of play right there but uh Again, that's the slate for week zero. I'm not going to lie to you and say there's just unbelievable stuff happening yeah. all day long. But Big Ten matchup at Northwestern Nebraska I think is worth it. And then as an SEC school here in Auburn, you got to keep track of Vanderbilt just to see if like maybe they've just thought about the idea of being better this year. Yeah. We will see. One final timeout on the show today when we come back to the Nightly TV Guide and we'll wrap up another week of Sports Call after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call. Final moment or two here for the week, and on this Friday, Ryan LaVoy, Cam Barry. With you here today, reminder, J.J. Jackson was on the first half of the show. If you're getting back in your car after 
a while. He he disappeared to a degree, but it was ah. a scheduled disappearance, helping out with Beauregard High School football. We want to direct you to stay right here. Keep it tuned in. 6.30 airtime, Tim Sin and the guys for Beauregard High School football. And then over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9, Smith Station football. They're already in region play. It's a big region. They've got a lot of region games this year with the new alignment. They've got eight of them because it's a nine-team region. They'll play Central Phoenix City. Same same airtime, 6.30 over on FM Talk 93.9, 7 o'clock kickoff with Bill Bailey and Walter Northcutt over there. Only a minute or so left on our show for today and for this week. So we got to get you this. Our show is about to end. But we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Sports Call's nightly TV guide brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Just a few items for you. We'll start in the sports world. Little League Home Run Derby at 6 o'clock on ESPN. I hope the kid that hits dingers is in this, even though this is not his year. I just hope he (laughs) makes a special return. And then 6 o'clock, Georgia High School Football, Mill Creek at Norcross, ESPN 2. Women's College Soccer, number 13, Indiana, number one, Clemson. And then Atlanta Braves at St. Louis Cardinals, 7 o'clock on Valley Sports Southeast. How long has there been a Little League World Series home run derby? Welcome back, JJ. Welcome back, JJ. He has reappeared. I don't know. That's a great question. Like, it's I've a great never idea, heard though. of that before. I'm very intrigued, but I've never heard of that before. I again, and also like, what's a reasonable count here? Like, is four? Yeah. Is four going to win it for you? <laughs> Eight, maybe. I'll be tuned in. That's going to be intriguing. As you said, we've got high school football coming up a little bit later tonight. Also, remember. The Falcons play tomorrow right here. Tiger 95.9 FM pregame coverage starts at noon central time. What a fun Friday show. So News fun. happened today. Yeah. Alan Green resigns as the Auburn Athletic Director. But the best news for you, when we are on the air on Monday, it will officially be game week for the Auburn Tigers. Let's go, Let's guys. Go. Let's go. Ryan and Caleb, have a great weekend, fellas. Yes, you sir. too, man. Welcome back. Welcome Thank you back. so much. And goodbye. That's going to do week. it goodbye. for today's show. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in and calling in for Cam Barry and Ryan the Void. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.